This is Kanzen Shu, the podcast, episode 368 for the week of August 24th, 2014. What up, hey, else? Welcome to Kanzen Shu. The podcast. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fansite. Konzenshu. That's right, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit, oh, the entertaining. My name is Mike Vegito EX. Glad to have back joining us here, Julian, on a replacement headset. So I'm not quite sure how this is going to turn out in the end in terms of audio and all that stuff. We'll figure it out. Julian, welcome. Yes, it's good to be back. How's Japan treating you? Um, busy. Yeah. Uh, and I've been working on lots of stuff for the site you sure have more free time uh we've got some exciting things for the manga guide that we've been working on and we've shown a bit in terms of introducing the new weekly shonen jump section which we'll be adding to that's right as the weeks and months go on a lot of the prep work is already done it's just a matter of finding the time to go in and copy paste copy paste copy paste that's that's (laughs) that really is what it is and i know the one thing that i've been teasing for the longest time is that victory mission expansion like you're saying a lot of that work is done and a lot of that early copy and paste work is done but unfortunately that's one of the things where all right julian now it falls on you finish up the chapter notes <sighs> and there's some things that i still don't know we still don't know the name puns for two of the artificial human avatar based characters uh-huh. and there's things that i don't understand about the game mechanics that i just can't comment on so we need herms for that <laughs> and, well and jake's played the 3ds port and i'm not sure if that includes everything from the arcade version so i don't know well it's, it's supposed tough. to include the mechanics of everything yeah, up yeah. to the point where it's released basically but right uh, I don't know if that works out the same way exactly as it does. Then you're going to have to ask some of your students. Or something. My my students have mostly outgrown it. They're too old, Actually, yeah. the, and, uh, I, I changed schools at the end of the, the last academic year, and in my new school, it seemed the only Dragon Ball fans, like the real fans that I've run across so far, have been girls, and they're more interested in things like Vegeta and... Just, sure. just the character himself, that's it. <laughs> Well, like they're especially the the boy characters and things yeah, like yeah. that. And some gotcha. of them seem to know their stuff, but it's I don't know. It's a, a bit of a different context. Well, I mean, that's how it was with uh, us growing up with the series on the internet. I mean, my wife yes. is responsible for one of the early biggest character shrines. It's then the boys talk about the strength comparisons and somewhere between consensu lies. Anyway, in spite of that, I'm still trucking on, so I guess it's okay. Everybody gets something out of the series. That's right. So let's talk about the series because that's what we're here to do. We got a lot of stuff on tap for this episode. We have some things we want to make sure we get into this episode. Then I'm going to see how long I can keep you awake to record some extra things for future weeks. Julian, the big thing over this last week, it's important for you guys over there in Japan as well, because you don't have it yet. That's the extended version of Battle of the Gods seeing a home release in North America and the UK. But That is correct. <laughs> specifically from Funimation. So um, you did check it out when it first aired in Japan, of course. Yes, in, in between getting my children in and out of the bath and to bed and it was uh, quite the experience <laughs> but i did manage to catch it yes right so we have a, a full dissection of all the new scenes the extended scenes the adjustments to scenes for this episode here because that extended version is kind of in the news again we wanted to talk about it we really have not talked about it in depth and i don't think we're going to go super in depth with all of the little changes here and there because it's easier to just read and see for yourself otherwise we could just spend two hours kind of retelling the movie so we'll give you the back 
background behind it and some of our thoughts on it. You've heard, I think, uh, Heath and I specifically talk a bit about it over the last couple of weeks with regard to the theatrical version hitting North America and some of the changes that we know and have seen and missed from that extended edition. So we'll talk about that. We do have some news that we want to cover. Some of it, again, relates to Battle of God, so we'll talk about that. Uh, And that's an episode. That is an episode here at Kanzenju. Yes. All right. So, I guess this is how we do a show. I kind of forget, because the episodes have been weird lately. Let's do some news. Julian Battle of Gods has been, like I said, in the news all over again. But really, another big thing in the news has been Dragon Ball Xenoverse. That is the new game coming to PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, Xbox One, and Xbox 360. At some point in the future, probably mm, verse second quarter 2015, we don't really know. There was no official date. It's definitely not coming 2014. We can tell you that. Yes. Well, one thing someone pointed out to me recently is that yeah. Xenoverse XV15 mm-hmm. makes sense. That's true. That's true. Didn't, didn't really think about that. But we don't know for sure, no. Uh, it's been in the news itself a lot. There's been a lot of new developments, some of which we saw coming a mile away. And then some other stuff's like, whoa, hey, that's kind of cool. Uh, the biggest thing has been, <laughs> if you go to any video game website, the headline on every single site was, The Mysterious Warrior is you! Yep. You all wrote the same thing. Julian uh, Vjump basically said the exact same thing in text, didn't it? Yeah, like, they yeah, did. jump. I forget which yes. one it was. Well, the word the word they use was Kimi. Yeah, uh, which which is just uh, yeah. Well, it's it's a soft uh, soft informal you. Right. Uh, implies a little bit of not necessarily affection, but sort of good feelings. But it's a generic, especially in shonen anime. It's yeah, yeah. For the for the someone you're not fighting against, generally use Kimi you, and then people you don't like or you're kind of on tense terms with you, Zomai. Right. Uh, anyway, it's a it's a great simplification of actual Japanese. But anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, it's enough you. of the Japanese lesson. Yes. So it turns out that the mysterious future warrior who's been, well, it, in all of the previous shots is, uh, well, it's a creative character, basically. It's your avatar in the game, and you are responsible for their appearance. Yeah, and the big thing here, finally, I mean, we had a little bit, this was kind of a funny story. The Ultimate Blast game, Ultimate Tenkaichi, which came out PS3 and 360, did have a creative character for kind of its second story mode. There were two story modes in that game. It's kind of a weird thing. The original one, uh, the original story mode, you could create a character. You had three slots, but it was just male, and it was just cyan, and it was kind of like tall, medium medium short character that you could do. Wow. And the, I think it was Namco Bandai EU, their first Facebook post said for the first time, create a character. By the time I got to it, that post had the word edited next to it. I clicked it and that's where I saw that originally it said for the first time ever, their edited post, they took that out. I think someone corrected them. I thought that was kind of hysterical. (laughs) Everyone forgot about ultimate Tenkaichi, anything? I wonder why. For good reason. So uh, the really exciting stuff here is that you can be male and cyan. You can be female and cyan. You can be female and Majin. You can be Namekian. There's a whole bunch of races here. Yes, but they haven't told us that officially yet. What do you mean they haven't told us that officially? Haven't they? Well, they haven't told us in V-Jump, and I'm in Japan, so... (laughs) Yeah, but the... uh, Sure, they have. They've shown the the female uh, Majin in screenshots. Oh, okay, they have? Okay. I'm pretty sure. Maybe they... Well, we've definitely seen it in screenshots from uh, Namkabanda Europe, who is the only one who cares about promoting Dragon Ball games this last decade. Okay. Branch doesn't seem to care. All right, then. Well, we anyway, we know from officially released screenshots then that there is more than Cyan, but 
Yes. Uh, v Jump this month just concentrated on cyan, male and female. Um, the big guy and little guy and the female who they said, she looks energetic and left it at that. Great. <laughs> no, it was so lame. But uh, all right. So that's cool. So we're going to have a, a variety of characters that we can create and customize and play as. That's good. Yes. Uh, and it looks like at least uh, during the game, you'll also be able to unlock or achieve new items for them to equip. I'm not sure if that involves like weaponry or armor. Um, it seems like they will be having either level up or at least increases in certain aspects over time. Uh, the word that the article used was sodateru, so you raise up your character. Gotcha. Yes, but that's basically it f with regards to the character, but it seems like they have a, a decent variety of costumes from what little we've seen. I mean, it remains to be verified from, you know, once people actually get their hands on the game. Right, right. Uh, At least from but, the yeah. designs they're showing us so far, it seems pretty varied, and hopefully there's a lot more in there. Uh, so next up, we yeah. have some information about the story of the game. Yeah, tell us what's going on. I mean, we knew trunks we knew time we knew city we knew yes traveling what's going on yes well trunks it seems is indeed a member of the time patrol just as he is in dragon ball online which his costume and general appearance comes from for right. the universe and also um he has summoned the player character to this city in order to do something in various eras of the Dragon <laughs> Ball series. Something. Now, yes. Julian, in Japanese, the city is just called Tokitokito. And Toki I know Toki to, yes. that um, at least the European branch is just calling it Tokitoki City. You came up with what, Tokitropolis? Uh, something like, or Timetropolis or something like that. Mm, right, right. Just, just because it sort of blends the two words together. Gotcha, gotcha. But anyway, it's, it's, it's a town of time, basically. Yeah. The, the time capital. Uh, anyway, yes. So looks like you hang out there. There are other people in the city. To me, it also almost seems like maybe that's where the avatars for like all the characters who play or the people who play the game hang out. But I don't know if that's true. Yeah, here's the interesting thing, which ties us into what I think is kind of the bigger story for the game over the last week. All right. All these avatars are being summoned to one place. They're going to conduct a network test, which is, yeah, it's a beta, but they seem to be focusing more on stressing out their network capabilities for this game. So is this going to carry over some of the MMO-ness of Dragon Ball Online? Are you going to see a bunch of the other avatar characters out there? Will you be able to interact with them? It seems like there's going to be more to this than you just create a character and you play the story mode single player. That would be really cool if you did. And from the fact that they've been borrowing all these other elements from Dragon Ball Online, I would be pleasantly surprised, I guess. I mean, yeah. it's hard to tell because they've only really amped up the fighting game angle. Right, right. It's thing. only just now that we're getting into the story stuff. And hey, here's this network test. Let's talk about that right now because we got yeah. that information. Um, V-Jump due out 21st of every month you got it a day early so we were looking at the magazine that says hey check out the website so we went to the website and there was nothing there yet the next day kind of uh approaching middle of the night luckily you happen to still be up but it looks like they put up that information so we're able to get it right away they are conducting a network test it's going to be in two phases first is going to be in japan but then the second phase seems to be global so that's pretty cool yeah 
So even people in not Japan will be able to participate. Right. Now, the Japanese, the official Japanese website didn't really give details on how the rest of us will be able to do that. But the European branch, again, of Bandai Namco is saying, hey, look forward to a network test. So I think we will be getting more information about it, at least in terms of the Japanese populace or those of us who have created Japanese PSN accounts. You can log into the PlayStation Store. Basically, what you're doing is you're just searching the store for a network ticket entry card you download it it's it's a nothing download you don't really get anything out of it it just changes the icon from not downloaded to downloaded that is your entry (laughs) into the lottery for possibly being selected to participate in this upcoming network test the way it works is uh on a specific date they will choose whoever the winners are and then you will be notified by email and presumably you will get a download code at that point to then download the actual client to play the game you got to be a devoted fan for all (laughs) you do so i've already done mine saw a lot of other people were checking theirs out uh if you haven't created a japanese psn account look up a guide to do it it's not the easiest thing for me to describe right here in audio you do have to put in kind of like prefectures and that kind of stuff so i think at the time i did it my buddy andrew was over and we used his old kagoshima address to put in (laughs) where my japanese account was located so we did that Uh, i know one person on the forum is having a really hard time finding the appropriate characters to enter in to actually say entry ticket Something you have to keep in mind, if you think about the uh, the character entry over on just your normal English side, you can press select to switch from lowercase to uppercase. In Japanese, select switches from hiragana to katakana. And you want to start with katakana. So that's how you will get to the characters you need to see. You can just put in entry ticket and that's enough for Xenoverse to come up. So that works. do it. Get it. And Julian, this is going to roll out pretty much over uh, the next month into September. That first period is yes. going to be September 20th uh, through the 20th. 22nd. It's going to be a little over a one-day period, about 27 hours they're open there. So that'll be the first yes. period, and then we got uh, that first week in October, the 4th to the 6th, will be the next one. That's exciting! Yes, so good luck to you if you get selected. Uh, well, you're on the podcast all the time, so I guess um, you'll be <laughs> right. able to let us know. Well, And in that second phase, I'm going to do it on the Japanese account, my European account, and my American account. Tripling my chances. same time? Yeah, I'm going to do it on all three accounts for that second phase. We'll see what I get. Oh, okay. What if you get selected for all of them? You can't That's great. I'm excited. So I can check out the language differences between the Japanese and the English version. So we'll see. I think that's going to wrap up Xenoverse for right now. There's a couple other really quick things I want to talk about. And that is, uh, we were talking about Heroes earlier. Ultimate Mission 2 has been out for a couple weeks on the Japanese Nintendo 3DS. I did get mine in. I can't play it because 3DS is region locked. So thanks, Nintendo. So the first week... Ultimate Mission 2 pushed about 81,000 copies, and then its second week, it pushed 27,000-ish copies. So it did drop. It didn't drop as much as the first week of Ultimate Mission 1 did from week 1 to week 2. But the first Ultimate Mission was weird, because it stayed on the charts, then it went away, then it came back stronger than ever. It was tied in with Battle of Gods and a bunch of other stuff. So I'm really curious to see how Ultimate Mission 2 is going to go. Yes, well, it will be an adventure, because there's just so many factors that we didn't have in play. There's no movie coming out this year, although there is one next year. Right. I don't think it can last until Golden Week next year. That's a long period, and it's not going to contain any new movie stuff. Right, because it only contains up to what uh, JM3, I think, think, which is a couple of months ago. Yeah, that being said, even the first Ultimate Mission, it said it was going to contain up till whatever, but it 
did have a little bit of extra stuff with Beerus and Weiss that was not contained in those GM missions that it said it was going to cover. So this could contain a couple extra missions more than JM3, or at least the characters, the events. Well, there's already special download codes appearing in, in V-Jump where you get to fight against like the, the deck of um, the editor-in-chief of mm. V-Jump. Gotcha, yeah. The Ioku deck, and things I saw like the, that. The strategy guide came with the download code for an extra mission, some other stuff. Yeah. Too. So there's bonuses here and there, but yeah. um, we don't know of anything that's simply built into the game that you can access without having to do that. Yeah, but yeah. then again, we, we can't play it because I don't have a 3DS <laughs> and you don't have a Japanese 3DS and Herms, I don't know what he's going to do yet. <laughs> I, I don't blame him for being like, uh, I don't want to play this again. Yeah, so. well, he's he's not a nine-year-old boy. Right, we'll see, we'll see. When you come back to the country, you're bringing me a Japanese 3DS, I'll catch up. Uh, this is the plan, I'll, I'll pay this for This is news it, to me? Okay, okay. <laughs> but I could import it, I'm like, uh, I'm not really in a rush, but so... I'll wait until then. Uh, Julian, okay. other than some video game stuff, I mean, the big news has been that the extended edition of Battle of Gods will be included on the home release. I think Manga UK kind of took the wind out of Funimation sales a little bit by uh, getting their information out there first. Their home release is coming in November. It's going to include Funimation's dub. And then they were like, yeah, ours has the extended edition, which leaves Funimation like, um, yeah, our, yep. ours does too, Of Obviously. Yeah. But hey, it's nice to have confirmation f finally after months of yeah, totally hedging. You know. uh, I mean, this goes back to Sean Schemmel, the English voice actor for Son Goku, tweeting out photos from his recording session and most likely inadvertently not realizing what he's doing, tweeting out a photo that was exclusively from the extended edition of the film. Uh, <laughs> so we noticed that immediately. I think our buddy Jacob was also the one to notice. Um, there's a Fuji TV logo in the upper right, which means they were probably starting to record from a TV rip. That's just how it goes sometimes with these companies. You got to get the extra yes. stuff. On the sides before you get your official yes. materials in. It's happened many times before. Well, you, you can't be held hostage by the production studio if they're late getting things to you. Right. You got shit to do. Paid for. Right. Yes. So get it going. Got a release schedule. So we we sort of knew it was coming or it could have just been a thing where they were future proofing themselves where maybe one day down the road they could get it. So they, they just wanted to dub it while they had everyone. Right. Because not everybody's in Texas anymore, right? Right, right. Some people are recording remotely. And, you know, while they have the English voice actors for Beerus and Weiss recording for Beerus and Weiss, do it now. But it turns out, yeah, they are releasing the extended edition. Uh, I think this played out exactly as we kind of all expected it to, which was let the theatrical run go. It got a couple extra dates, a couple extra theaters and then a week or two later announce the home release and yes the home release will have the extended edition it just keeps that hype going and going and going and Funimation will be releasing this in October so they'll be getting it out a month ahead of Manga UK again the <laughs> wind out of the sails a little bit but they're getting in there they're jumping in and that makes yeah. sense I, I, I can't imagine Manga UK releasing Funimation's product before Funimation themselves so yes. I think we're kind of all expecting October and hey all you Japanese fans who are capable of ordering from Amazon yes <laughs> I saw uh, a one peeking duck uh, retweeting many things about Funimation's release, being like, uh, let's get it. Because, Julian, this is not out in Japan. Right. Uh, that's the thing. It was aired Fuji TV back in March, and there's no news of a home release. There's no indication of a home release. There was an extended version of One Piece Movie 8 that aired on TV a number of years ago. That's the and... Alabaster retelling? Yes. And that had extra scenes that were not 
in the movie. I guess they were kind of all at the beginning, which oh, they could okay. have really used more scenes from the TV show in the middle of the movie because it's pretty confusing if you don't know what's going on. Gotcha. Anyway, enough about criticism of that movie, but um, <laughs> that particular version of the film was never released outside of the TV airing. So we have no idea if it's ever going to be released officially in Japan. But there's a home release in the US and the Blu-ray region for Yay. US and Japan are the same, region right. A. So you're, you're pretty cool. covered. I mean, between region A and then the UK release, which I, I think is region B, I mean, no matter where you are, I think you can pretty much just grab this. You're good to go. Get it from someone. Right. That is cool. So I think that segues us perfectly into what will be our, I don't know if it's a full topic or a mini topic for this episode. We'll see where the conversation takes us. The extended edition of Battle of Gods. As you mentioned, so here's the timetable for how Battle of Gods went down. The Japanese theatrical debut was March 30th, 2013. The home yes. release was September 13th, 2013. And then almost a year, like 51 weeks later after the uh, theatrical release was the special TV broadcast March 22nd, 2014 during Toei's premium Saturday block. This added about yes. 20 minutes of footage to the film and so we got uh, just over 100 minutes of Battle of God's goodness. Yeah. Uh, so we first got a commercial that aired on TV advertising the next premium saturday that had hey it's the dragon ball movie with new new footage well if you think back we also had i don't know if this was before that or after that we had the tweets from oh i'm blanking on her name the voice actress for my i'm I'm thinking oh that's right she was in the studio and she was recording new lines as my and of course she there with tesho genda as well i think yes tesho genda she was there with i don't think there was an indication that shigeru chiba was there as well although he could have been Right. But she, right. she at least was the two just of them. With, uh, yeah. And yes. the thing was, yeah, new lines. There's going to be new stuff. Whoa, awesome. Yeah. And then we got a later tweet from Gyarmat Bogdan, uh, one of the producers at Toei Animation, saying, well, there's 20 minutes of new footage. And we all thought, well, what's it going to be? Is it stuff that was cut out, like right before the movie? Or was it stuff that was storyboarded but not? animated not or complete what? yet yeah that's a really important question i mean you got to check out the movie god page for battle of gods on our site we have interview excerpts and just so much stuff about what a plan yeah. could have i mean the early design stuff yeah with the lizard and the cape and all that but then also stuff like yeah we thought we were going to have longer fights and we just had to cut stuff down so julian yeah. I, I think you questioned it well where it's how much of this was already done and they just cut it yeah. to get it to 90 minutes and how much of this did they finish up afterward i don't think we have an answer on that i don't think we do we do know that the recording itself for the voices was new or at least some of it well at least some of it because we do have the the peel out shoe in my stuff that's right. new recording and the big thing that's obviously new recording is extra lines for videl and we know because they're not from her original voice uh yuko minaguchi but by shino kakinuma her replacement for dragon ball kai right which i think was uncredited but if you know the voices it's pretty clear to pick out she's suing a slightly different voice from the voice that she uses in kai presumably to blend in but Trying it's still not the same it. thing yeah. yeah yeah so maybe that does answer it where a lot of this stuff is probably wrapped up afterward or some i don't know it's still it's so hard to tell yes well they record generally after the animation is well it, if not done at least storyboarded to a point where they have an animatic to work animatic, off of. yeah yeah uh, generally for Dragon Ball, as the story goes, they rarely had completed animation <laughs> to work exactly. off of, which um, somehow they still managed to make work. But uh, 
Masako Nozawa has several stories about it in her various interviews, scattered amongst the various things that she said before. Uh, but very clear that the voices, or some of the voices, were new recording. Other things appear to be the way movie was originally storyboarded, but they had to cut and then work around. Mm-hmm. But it's not clear whether it was animated at the time, or if it would just had to be cleaned up and finished later. Right, because overall, I feel like it fits in perfectly. It feels as if it was all just animated at the same time, and then just cut down. It doesn't look different. It feels like it belongs right there. So we have uh, 20 minutes of extra footage that's scattered mostly through the film. Uh, If you're going in expecting lots of new action, then you might be a little disappointed because it's actually mostly character and plot stuff. It is. A lot of really good stuff, including a correction or at least an expansion or a filling in of what a lot of people consider to be a major plot hole. It's like, oh, nope, the extended edition fixed that. Yes. So a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, first, yeah, let's kind of pick out what some of the uh, the major ones were, because, again, if we just detailed everything, we'd be here forever. So I feel like we have to start with there's a new opening to the movie. So there's a new opening narrated, of course, by Joji Anami. Who else? Uh, where we go through the story of Dragon Ball from the very beginning up through the... Defeat of Boo. The, the defeat of Boo, which yeah. is the, well, the nearest event from the original manga that occurs to this movie. Right. And then, uh, as uh, the narrator narrates, well, Goku restores peace to the world. However, and then we finally get the beginning of the original movie, how things zoom a long ways through the cosmos and then out the eye of the Elder Kaioshin. Right, which right. Was a, I, thought, I thought was a pretty cool shot, but it was over so quickly in the original version of the movie that it kind of lost its impact. Yeah, I agree. But in this one, we get to spend some time with the Kaioshin in their realm as they gaze out at the cosmos and then decide to contact Kaio himself. Then we get some extra stuff up on Kaio's planet with Goku, and that's one of the shots that Shemmel probably accidentally tweeted out. It was Goku eating, was it one of the buns there? Yes, a pork bun, presumably. Right. And uh, hanging out, and you see Bubbles enjoying a banana on the grass. I, I enjoyed that shot. I it's just a, a lot of, I don't know, It is. It, it, there's a lot of plot, but also character-based humor in these yeah. extra things. And it's all just breathing room stuff where things felt cut so quickly just a couple extra seconds of someone sitting there before it cuts to the next scene i feel like it really helps the pacing of the film and the film is already pretty long compared to all the movies we've had with dragon ball before so you think man making it even longer is that going to kill the pacing i kind of feel like the pacing is way better in the longer version than it is in the shorter version and i agree in fact it's really difficult to go back to the theatrical cut after seeing the extended version because it just feels like you, you just notice what's missing yeah, it, yeah. It's conspicuous by its absence because it feels too short. It feels wrong in places. You, there, once you get the logic of a scene, the way it's supposed to play out, you notice when it cuts too abruptly or there's no resolution or things don't quite flow the way they ought to. I mean, we know Battle of Gods was getting rushed to get complete for its theatrical debut. I mean, was yes. it um, is Hidenori Arai? Is that the name I'm thinking of? Yeah, oh, yes. The uh, sound yes. director? Well, I, I don't sound know. Sound producer? How... I don't know what to call him. It, it, well, it's... He's done all of the sound effects for the Dragon Ball series since way back. The voice of the Ozaru has been his voice echoing through several different things. What was his story that he was just working to the last second, just getting stuff ready? It almost wasn't done in time. Well, yeah, well, he had to start on very little to go on because there was not much finished animation to go with. Right. So, like, okay, how do I add in the sound effects when there's nothing 
to put the effects to. All right, let, let's move on with the stuff here. I mean, there's just lots of little quick scenes. We get some more with Mr. Satan and Dr. Brief, which is nice. More Goku, more Kaio. Where yes. I do want to go here is uh, about that plot correction. A lot of, I mean, Julian, there were kind of two answers to what happened to Kaio's planet in the first place, right? Yes. Like we had an initial Q&A thing and then the movie. What happened there? Yes. Well, at first, uh, it said the reason that Kaio's planet is so small uh, in the, it was in the full color comics okay. one of the i think it was the third cyan arc volume where they said well the reason it's so small is because one day beer is the god of destruction showed up and they played a, a video game mm-hmm. or it was a racing game and the god of destruction lost so in a fit of peaky blew it up and then kayo whittled it down and made the smaller planet and, and then, then the we movie have a, itself and the different uh one in the movie is that they were playing uh hide and seek Right. And, and then kind of the same thing where the mo- the planet destroyed, brought back together. But then the, the plot yeah. hole, if you want to say it, has always been, all right. Well, well how did it get back there? Because right. Cell destroyed cell exploded. it and blew up. And uh, they didn't say anything about that in the movie, but the extended edition, they do address it. So they said, well, he had it restored the other day, which, you know, is kind of a hand wave in itself. <laughs> it is. Oh, right. don't worry about that. But... It must be because you like it this size. Right. Or why is it so small? Oh, you like it this yeah. size. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. It, it fills in a little gap in the plot. Right. But on the other hand, there's a couple of scenes earlier where uh, back on his own world, uh, Beerus has a line that's changed. Instead of saying he's never heard of Earth, he says he has heard of Earth. And because the dinosaurs or whatever oh, right. were took a rude attit- attitude with him, he destroyed them. But then Except later there in the still films, there's still dinosaurs. <laughs> right. Oh, well. We get some extra stuff. There's little sprinkles here and there. I think one of the better ones is Vegeta looking in the trash can for Beerus. Just great things like yes. that where he's freaking Panicking. out. Panicking, yes. And there's an, uh, another scene with Goku where he speculates while lying in a crater that, well, even if they fused, he probably couldn't be able to defeat him. Right. More strength comparison debates going on there. We get the extra line there. Um, yes. This line here about Mr. Satan pointing over to Beerus and saying, you're a cat monster or monster cat, whatever, that was in one of the early early preview trailers, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And in fact, in the context of the trailer, it seemed really dramatic, like he's jumping in at the last second in order to provide a distraction or actually thinks he has a chance. But, but no, totally actually, he's, he's he's drunk. He's challenging him to a dance-off, but he's he can't even stay on his feet. So maybe this is starting to answer the question of how much was done ahead of time and how much was done after. It looks like there was material that was done and cut, and at the same time, there was more material that was not done that they had to do more recording for. And there are a few other lines in the trailer, like uh, Kredin says something about it's the end of the world, and then mm-hmm. Piccolo says, no, it's the end of the galaxy. That's not in the finished film, and it's not in the extended version either. Uh, we We have seen interviews where the director said, well, in the storyboarding phase, it was already greatly expanded. And there was this whole sequence where people were going to help out Goku after he's Mm -hmm. in a bad spot. Presumably, I know it's just completely spoilers anyway, but after he absorbs the gigantic... After he does something. (laughs) Yeah, or something. It's hard to say because we don't know exactly how it would have worked out in that sequence of events. But that's not in the extended version. It probably would have made the film another 10 minutes longer, but it was too long for the time slot of the premium Saturday block. Who knows? Maybe we'll get an extension of the extended version later for Japan. Oh, jeez. I I pretty much just want to skip over a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, there are little bits of seconds here and there with extra lines and just whatever. 
whatevers. Uh, something yeah. that Heath and I were addressing, I think, last time on the show was Boo gets back up and fights a couple more times. This yeah. this fight is kind of, I don't want to say heavily extended, but it feels far more complete. Yes. Well, Boo is still completely outclassed, but he does yeah, get yeah. up a couple more times. You know, he is still, you know, a very powerful villain that they fought not too long ago. Well, villain or whatever you want to call him. Uh, and then, oh, there's a line from Chaozu. Yes, one. Yes, he actually says something. Does he just say Tensan? Yeah. Hiroko Eromori is not credited in the credits, but uh, I don't think it's anybody else. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's her. All right, so we get more little things here and there that all lead up to, I think, what is the uh, biggest climax of the film, and that is a rock-paper-scissors uh, duel. Yes. It's very strange when you go back to the original version mm-hmm. of the film where Weiss tells Beerus to wait a moment before he destroys the Earth, but then for some reason Beerus appears to go against this and goes about starting to destroy the Earth before Goku shows up and stops him. But this case, actually, that's not what happens. Yeah, we, we get an appearance from really one of the earliest formative characters in the series. Yes. So we get a scene centering around Oolong and to a lesser extent Yamcha, who coaches Oolong in in a battle of rock, paper, scissors against Beerus. So calling him the delicious looking one, uh, Beerus says that if Oolong wins, then the earth is spared. And if he loses, then too bad. So Yamcha's whole take on the thing is that Oolong was chosen specifically because he is a pig and therefore should only be capable of throwing scissors because of cloven hoof. But he is a pig man and therefore can do any of them. So if he throws paper, then he will win. But of course, Oolong throws paper and Beerus throws scissors because he overheard the entire thing. So, oh well. From here on out, we get a lot of just little things here and there. We have a couple scenes that are about this here, a 40 second scene with Vegeta and Boo yelling at each other is pretty good. It's the yeah. discussion about who is good and who is bad and all that stuff. More just little, little things, just extensions to fights maybe an extra line here or there the next one that's of any significance is uh more from weiss here i kind of like that he shows up in the ship actually has a conversation 18 gets a little chance to shine yes so he he sort of knocks on the glass and then he opens it up like a sliding door because he has weird reality altering powers that are never addressed except his comedy right (laughs) uh and he he's enamored of all the food on earth just like beerus but even more so so he says what is this delicious Delicious frozen delight, and she says it's ice cream. And he asks how it's made, and she says she sort of brushes him off. And says I don't know. I don't know. We're focused on what's going on here. Stop talking yes. to us about this. Yes. He says, "Oh, her words are just as cold as the ice cream," and laughs at so his own joke. Himself. Right. Everybody else is just silent. From here on out, I mean, we get extra stuff with the Kaioshin. We get a couple seconds, couple extended things. I mean, the the fight is pretty much just the fight. The the adjusted stuff is all the things surrounding the fight. We get a little bit with Beerus and Louise. Do you want to talk about the changes to the end of the film? Ah, uh, should we? It's kind of a spoiler, but it also reflects on the nature of Beerus as a character, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you've <laughs> you've either watched it or read about it, or if you're this deep into the conversation, you're ready for it. So here we are. Let's talk about it. Back on Beerus's own planet, uh, Weiss is talking to him 
It's been a long time since he saw the god give 70%, and he, it seems like Beerus is pleased. And Beerus says, Wish is pleased too. Well, been bored for a long time. He doesn't get to sleep. But um, he says, Well, he's going to nap for another three years. Uh, and Wish says, Unusual for him. It's not very long, but uh, Beerus wants to go back to Earth and have more delicious food. And Wish is amused because he thinks that as soon as Beerus tasted something delicious on Earth, he had no intention of destroying the planet. Right. And right. Beerus says, well, I don't know. And he doesn't answer the question. He's very coy about it, yeah. And that's where we get the whole sushi scene and stuff. So that's part one. Part two is just, uh, we have another cute scene after Beerus is knocked out with a chop to the neck right. in one hit. Sort of mirroring Goku earlier in the film. But uh, anyway, he's back He's in his pajamas, and he's going to destroy Earth. But wait, here is the sushi that he actually didn't eat before because he got the wasabi. So he chows it down and vows that if it's not good, then he will destroy the Earth. But of course, he loves it, so Earth is spared. And he has a nice cup of green tea and then goes back up to the place where he was at the beginning of the film and just as things are fading out he's reminded to brush his teeth right. and that toothbrushing line in the original cut of the film was still there but it felt very out of place mm -hmm. because you just knocked him out he, right right mm, yeah we get so this extra it's, it's stuff weird placement and julian here is pretty much the the one line in the extended edition that is not present compared to the theatrical one right yes so in the original cut of the film since beerus is already out uh Wiss tells him to sleep for three years we don't know why it would be three years mm -hmm. exactly so in this in this version of the film we know why it's three years because beerus introduces it which makes a lot more sense. Right, he's the one who said it, yeah. So because of, uh, because of that, Weiss has no need to actually say it, and it's the only line that's cut without any kind of replacement from the same character, although the logic of the film makes it completely superfluous. And then we get uh, two seconds of peel-off, <laughs> that's kind of like the yes. extra stuff at the end of the film. So yeah, uh, all things told, I feel like it's actually a, a superior version of the movie. Absolutely. In every way. I mean, they didn't do anything to the animation of film that already existed, uh, except for except for one scene where he sort of Beerus descends back towards to the ground in a different way to fit the spatial logic that's changed, but that's mm -hmm. the only thing that's different. Yeah, it's not correcting anything before in terms of animation. It's all just new stuff or altered stuff, but it does make such a difference, and I feel like we already addressed all of that, where it's just these little breathing room things here and there that allow the scenes to actually flow into each other, rather than just being these awkward hard cuts between each other, um, and even things like Vegeta looking under the trash can and under tables and stuff. Stuff. The way that scene flows when his face comes up into the camera and he kind of like jolts back a little bit, you get the sense of motion from him that you didn't get before. It Ugh, it feels so much better. I agree. So it's great to finally see this come out in some country in a way yeah. that people can own. So we're excited about that. I'm glad that you guys over in Japan can be excited about that too. It's This is the kind of thing where I don't understand Japan sometimes because they are more than happy to sell you the same thing over and over and over. But then you get these extended versions of things that they don't put out. Like you mentioned the One Piece one. Here we have Battle of Gods. Why wouldn't you put that out? I am one. 100% shocked 
that they're allowing Funimation to put this out without having their own internal product as well. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy, but it's awesome. I appreciate it 100%. So uh, there is your quick look at the special extended version of Battle of Gods. You can read the entire thing over on the site with uh, something like over 100 screenshots showing what do these changes are. Read it for yourself and then buy it for yourself in a couple months. I'm excited. Got mine in for release date delivery. Very excited to own it. Cool. Well, I think that's going to bring this here episode to a close. This has been, I don't remember, episode 368 of our podcast. It's Shu. Julian, it is good to have you back. We'll see how the new headset works out, and then we'll eventually get you upgraded to the same microphone as the rest of us. Sounds cool. I'll be looking forward to that in the future. Alrighto. Uh, I feel like we already plugged some of the stuff we're working on. I actually have, this is one of those things where I decide at the last minute, all right, I'm going to do a new feature. It's been, <laughs> the last feature was the Kenji Yamamoto retrospective. Yeah. Just think about how, not out of date that is, but how long ago and how strangely still relevant it is. So I wanted to do something <laughs> new. And I feel like I've just been copying and pasting the same response to the same kind of question over and over. You may get the impression that I do not care about a canon for the series, what is canonical to other things. Apparently, I do strangely care a whole lot about that question. It's probably not in the way you're thinking, or maybe it's in the exact same way you're thinking. So you can look forward to a very, very large, detailed, let's call it a feature, but let's just call it a series of rhetorical questions asked back at the reader. Okay. That's what you can look forward to. That's one of the things I'm working on. Julian, like I said, uh, I feel like we already teased some of the the manga guide stuff that's been going on. Uh, I know you're still trying to catch up on Battle of Gods translations before we get hit with the new movie. There's still so much stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just also trying to get as much other stuff, too, from things that came out while the series was still in progress, Mm -hmm. going back and forth and trying to juggle that and my work and my home life. You know, it it takes time. Sure it it does. It drags out longer than I wanted to go. And for some reason, when I try to look for magazines that had interviews from during the serialization of Dragon Ball, I keep coming across stuff from the Dr. Slump era instead. (laughs) It's like, okay, this thing from 1986 is not here, but ooh, something from 1981, I'll get that. Yeah, he he doesn't know anything about Dragon Ball at that point, so. Right. Good to have. Yes, but it's funny uh, reading some of these magazines. The the media obsessed that he was going to lose his touch after he got rich and got married. Oh yeah. Oh oh. The once the Arale boom is over, he will have no success ever again. Oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> it's Love funny it. to it's funny to look back on now, just because. Uh, yeah, well, um, Dr. Slump is remembered as the less successful predecessor to his magnum opus. That's crazy, but that's so good to go back and get a look at and come in with perspective from 2014. Uh, I I don't know. I I have all these things that I plan to do in the future at some point. So if you just stick around and don't lose interest, then eventually you'll be able to read it too. (laughs) Very cool. I think that will wrap us up. www.kanzenshuu.com. Com that is Kunz and Shu. We got the Twitter, we got the Facebooks, we got the Google Pluses, we got the Tumblers. Check us out on all those places. Follow along, read all the news, absorb all the content. There's a lot more coming your way. Julian, thank you, sir. It's my pleasure. So for Julian there, my name is Mike Vegito EX. And of course, thanks to Heath and Jake off doing their own respective things here and there. Heath, uh, plugging away. You know, 
if it weren't for Heath, there would be nothing about Dragon Ball Kai on Kanzenshu. <laughs> yes, it's not to say that we don't care about it, but... Um, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I do not care about it. It is to say exactly that. I was trying to be tactful. Well, I am not. I am full of non-tact <laughs> with regard to Kai. <laughs> yes, it's it's a thing. There are some good things about it, I guess, somewhere. Sure. You know, I got my CD single in for Pure Heart, and uh, I kind of dig the song, so I'm okay with the music so far. Yeah, okay. More the endings. Yeah, we're probably going to be getting a new one in another month or so. Yeah, I'm on the lookout for that announcement. I feel like it should be coming any time now. Yeah. Has it really been that long already? Jeez. Not really, but I mean, when you consider that they start promoting it a few weeks ahead of time. and Yeah, so it should be in another three weeks, maybe, that we'll be finding out about it. Tears Arthur was only there for, what, like 11 episodes? I don't remember the exact mm-hmm. 12. It wasn't a whole it was, lot. Yeah. It was three months. Right. So it, was, it was three months, three months, and they'll be doing another one for after that, probably. Yeah, yeah. So look forward to that. All right, we're done. Thank you. All right. See y'all next time for 369. Two.